The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Pete Lawn is with me now, the founder and head of the ESRI's Behavioural Research Unit to conduct another experiment on me. I'm never sure whether I should be excited for these or a little nervous, Pete. I think for this one, perhaps a little nervous. Good evening, oh Kieran. God. My God, Why? what are we talking about? Oh, I've got a very simple question for you to get this one started. Um, have you or do you ever cheat at patience? At pa- uh, what's patience? Solitaire? Yeah, playing a card game on, on your own. So I've been quite old school here because obviously on a computer, that's not very easy to do. But if you're playing it with a pack of cards, not so tricky. No, I would never, I'd never cheat on my own. I would absolutely cheat playing a card game against somebody else, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, let me let me sort of take you back to when you were younger, perhaps, and you might be throwing a ball against a wall and trying to beat a record, for example, for how many times you can catch it in a row without dropping one or something along those lines. Mm. I mean, would you ever cheat in a game like that to try and well, beat a record? Well, it's not You're so much. It's own. not, Peter. I wouldn't call it cheating. It's more that there sometimes are extenuating circumstances as to why the ball <laughs> maybe touched the ground, but it should be discounted. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm going to take all of these answers ultimately to imply yes. Okay. Right? Um, and the truth of the matter is that uh, there's some pretty decent research that shows that actually people do cheat in really benign circumstances when playing games. And there's a rather kind of good question. Well, a few good questions you could ask here. One of them is why? I mean, why do we cheat at games where there's no nothing hanging on the outcome? There's not even anybody else involved. And yet we want to beat our record or we want to win at patience. I mean, wh- why would we cheat? Yeah, what is the motivation for that? So it's not really fully un- understood, but one of the things that's really interesting about it is that we can do some studies that show who is more and less likely to do it, which does give us some indications as to what might be going on. Okay, so, um, what, so what's the, the split? Re- Who's more likely? Well, here we go. So the, the reason I wanted to, to do this slot today is there's some recent research that came out by a couple of um, researchers in Arizona called Wormley and Cohen. And what they did was they studied cheating at Wordle. Okay. So, I mean, almost everyone at this point knows Wordle, but here we go. You know, you've got to guess the five-letter word. You have six attempts. If you don't do it in six attempts, the software tells you what the word you were trying to guess was, right? Mm-hmm. And you're trying to guess letter by letter. And most people will have played it at this stage. It was a bit of a craze. So... What they did, which is quite clever and often happens in the United States, is they looked at rates of cheating at Wordle across different states in the U.S. And the reason you can do this, of course, is that if anybody Googles the Wordle answer for the day, it's pretty obvious they must be cheating. Yeah, okay. Why would you ever Google the Wordle answer unless you were cheating? Because the software is going to tell you the answer anyway. Um. So what they did was they took Google Trends data mm-hmm. and they looked at how many people in different states were cheating at Wordle on a daily basis. And then they compared it to the different characteristics of the states. Okay. Um, obviously controlling for how much people played Wordle in each of the states and so on. So they found that there were a couple of things that were highly predictive. So I'm going to ask you to, to do some guesses as I often would. So, I mean, do you think it would matter how, how educated you were? Um, whether you have high educational attainment as to whether you cheated at Wordle. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think people with a higher education are more likely to cheat. Yeah, so education, I'm afraid, no different. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry about it. nothing, nothing there. Do you think how well off the state is? So how 
how high educational attainment in the state is doesn't matter. How about how about how good the economy is? How well off everybody? Is? Yeah, I, I'm for for much the same reason I, I answered uh, yes the first time. I'm going to stick with the yes this time. Yeah, I think that the richer you are, the more likely you are to cheat. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've got two red herrings back oh, you now, so neither of those two really matters. What, what about how religious the state is? Oh, yeah. I think um, they're all hypocrites. They're uber religious. The more religious they are, the m- definitely they're more likely to cheat. All right. So I've definitely got you on the run this time in this slot because it's exactly the opposite. So it genuinely is the case. So, that so the states Pete, are, you mean they're actually pious, these people? So it genuinely is the case that in the more the more religious the state was <laughs> in the United States, the less likely the people in it are to cheat at Wordle. Brilliant. Um, and go on. It, well, it, it turns out that there's actually, I mean, this is just a lovely example of it. It's a really nice, clear experiment and it's great kind of fun. But I mean, it turns out that this is actually linked to a strain of psychology that I wasn't particularly aware of about big gods. So it turns out there's been quite a lot of study of cheating. And it really is the case that members of religions that have really big, powerful, omnipotent, all-powerful gods uh, people who are members of those religions are, in fact, across multiple situations, less likely to cheat because they are more likely to think that they are being watched and there may be some consequences. So it's like, it's not so much that their religion has lent them a moral compass. It's that they think that their God is looking over their shoulder. Well, that's an interesting one. So it's quite hard to tease that apart, as you can mm. imagine, because that's quite a subtle difference. But it is the case that it's the religions that have these omnipotent, all-powerful gods that tend to have this effect. And you can do clever things in other experiments, like you can prime people before giving them a task to think about God. And if you prime people to think about God before doing a task, they become religious people, become less less likely to cheat. Um, People who believe that their God is more likely to punish them are also less likely to cheat. And interestingly, uh, people who have religious beliefs that are more tied to the existence of hell than the existence of heaven are also more likely to cheat. Uh, So less likely to cheat if you believe that there's a... um, in the existence of hell. In fact, strong belief in the existence of heaven, the, the effect reverses a little bit and people become slightly more likely to cheat. Oh, bring back eternal damnation and fire and brimstone <laughs> from that pulpit every Sunday morning, Pete. That, that's the upshot of this slot, isn't it? Well, I think you can take many upshots from this. I mean, one of the things you could definitely take as an upshot is that there is no question that for those people who, and there are many kind of anthropologists who look at religion as a sort of mechanism of social control. I mean, what this is telling you is that it is effective. I mean, whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing is obviously a matter for people's individual judgment. But as a form of social control, what this is telling you is religions that have uh, powerful, omnipotent gods are a mechanism of social control, and we can even measure it in how much people cheat at Wordle. All right, fascinating stuff. We'll have to give up cheating at Wordle. Pete, thanks a million uh, for joining us. Uh, that omnipotent god might be looking over my shoulder. Pete Lone is the founder and head of the ESRI's Behavioural Research Unit. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.